0: Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
1: But KT, you might have some insight on the weirdest sport in all of college sports.
0: So we've talked about it for years from a drop that we've played on the show many times about Texas Tech. Texas Tech is always the national champion. So it's become a thing over the past couple of years because of that drop that we always play. Yep. If Texas Tech wins something in any co- a collegiate sport, someone will inevitably tweet us and tag us on it. And the one that's come up a few times is the National Meat Judging Contest. Go no wieners! I'm sorry. So I was actually not surprised when there was an article yesterday in Sports Illustrated on Texas Tech's dominance in the field of National Meat Judging. Right. I've got when meat I, on hold. When I
2: saw this in your email, I immediately thought of Napoleon Dynamite. Oh, yeah. Because Napoleon had to judge cow milks, and he's like, this one got into an onion patch. And they were like, yes. He was like, yes, got so, it right. So great. But meat judging? I mean, there's that's
0: a sport? It is a is sport. Is that because of the demographics, or what's the deal? Uh, well, yeah, yeah, basically a little bit. But basically what it is, is they are now the Alabama of national meat judging. Okay, so in fact, their their coach, Dr. Mark Miller, yeah, in this article is quoted as being the Nick Saban of national meat judging.
1: Is that so? Is that mm. uh, that drop we play from that gay weatherman? Is he talking about meat judging? I don't know. Like maybe that's Hopefully. what he's talking about because it's
0: true. I seen Texas him. Tech is always the national oh, champion.
2: Maybe I think he's talking about meat judging. I'm thinking the Olivia Munn drop is also about this too. I've got
0: I meat on hold.
2: Very well <laughs> um, be this. He's so. It.
0: Actually and then I found, oh, I, I didn't even realize this till after I'd read the article that my buddy wrote it, or guy I know wrote it. Mike Wait, you know someone in the meat judging community? Uh no, not in the meat judging community, but in the sports writing community. His name is Mike Pellucci. Hey. He's, he's on the meat beat. Uh, he just actually, he just got hired at the athletic, but he was in the meat beat last week. Meat beat manifesto. For, that's a
2: tough grind, man. It really is. <laughs> For sports illustrated. That's a illustrated. good too. Thank you. That's
0: kind of a grinder but like, app, right? You get your sports. Okay. Yeah. then It's more online. You get your sports illustrated. You're going, man, okay. There's a good story on the NBA finals or the NBA playoffs. Maybe some of these teams are doing an off season. Uh, oh, meat judging. Okay. <laughs> Let's see what this is about. And you dive in. And I'll be damned if it's not really interesting. Really? So I grew up, growing up in a small town like Olney, 4-H was very popular. I never did it. And FFA in high school was very popular, which is Future Farmers of America. These are classes that you would take. And a lot of times would go and there were there were students who would go to livestock contests. Um, we used to, uh, the, the fourth stock show, that happens every year, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very, like that that is High school kids competing.
1: My cousin Randy did the uh, thing where you raised a steer when he was in high okay, school yeah. at Rockwall. Okay, and part of that competition
0: kind of feels like the same type of thing here. Now, here's what the basis is: they they go into this cooler that's 36 degrees. Okay, for when the the, the day of the contest. Okay, the cooler is 36 degrees, and you're there all day. I think okay? the meat would shrink in there. And you basically, no, it's, I mean, I think it's because it's like a dead pig carcass or, oh you know, yeah something like that. They put on these lab coats and gloves and glasses. The carcasses? This is really interesting. There was a part where they're talking about. They dress them up. <laughs> they dress them up. They put names on little name tags on them. Um, but they were talking about, hey, the biggest thing that I need is I need a responsible uh, college kid on my team. That's what the, the coach is talking about. And your responsible kid who I can trust for a weekend to have his priorities in order and also not get wigged out by being in a cooler at 36 degrees for eight hours at a time. It's oh. mind over matter. It's mental warfare. And there's 10 stations. And they're 10 minutes each and they have breaks and things like that. But there's 10 stations and they have beef. You're evaluating cuts of pork, lamb, you know, different body parts and they're talking about like one one of the uh what one, of the, the one of the stations required the judge to eyeball how much fat and muscle are on a beef carcass. So you go, okay, that's probably about twelve ounces, write it down. And sure enough, Texas Tech dominates at this. Really? Now, one part of the article that's very, very interesting is they talked about why. Why does this happen? Why is Texas Tech the one? Well, they are very close to cattle country, mm-hmm. obviously. Mm-hmm. So they have that. And they also have this uh place that is uh it's called Cargill Foods it's a food plant okay right near right near Lubbock I was about to bring them up okay. go ahead Well they can go practice at the at their facilities okay So on Saturday mornings when they're not having a contest or on Friday afternoons when they get out of class they will meet and spend their Friday or Friday night or Saturday mornings whatever it's scheduled go into this food plant and they've got an advantage and they in the article uh, Mike Pellucci wrote this, compared it to it's the equivalent of a college team just getting an extra couple of days of practice and live snaps. Like, but why is this happening in the world? Why do we need someone to
2: sit there and go, yep, that's a good piece of meat right there. I, I have hey, an That answer. guy who just said that's a good piece of meat, give him an A+. plus. Done. I do have an answer for this, but I want you to continue. Oh, no,
0: go ahead. Because if you've got something on Cargill Industries. Some
2: wangs. Okay. Because they
0: did say that 80% of these meat <laughs> judges in college uh-huh. that have success. Yep. Eighty percent of them go on to work for a food and livestock industry, such as Tyson foods, which mm-hmm. we've talked about before, hormel. Okay? Right. Okay. The chili is what I think of mm-hmm. with Hormel. And Cargill Foods. But meat judging
2: in general is shallow because it's not the size of the meat, it's the it's the way that it's hammered.
0: Well, I mean, it's dead though. The Are meat you talking is about dead. tenderized?
2: Yeah. Yeah. that's
1: what I thought you meant.
0: You're gonna you're gonna handle it with care because yeah. it's, it's not dead. the size of the nail,
2: it's the force of the hammer. Right. And so why doing? judge the meat? Why rush out to judge the meat? Well, I'll tell
1: you why, Ben. So on Saturday night, uh, and I was actually, Ben's mentioned many times, local yokel on the air here. And on Saturday afternoon, I was walking by old local yokel. McKinney, right? Downtown McKinney. Yep. And they were doing a uh, meat co- cooking class. Yep. Like they were, okay. right? And so uh, I had actually copied Ben in a little thing. I blasted out there doing some grill work. because so I know Ben's a big fan of local yokel. Well, a guy who lives one neighborhood over, uh family friend, right? They their kids are about our kids age, we're friends. My neighbor, my neighbor, I knew he did something in the meat industry, but I wasn't sure what, and he invited us over because he had some wagyu beef, some of the finest in the world Ooh, from hey. local yokel. And well, he this guy is oh, one of 100 bovine nutritionist in the United States. Okay. Not many right. of them, huh? So he grew up in Addison when Addison was ranch land. In fact, his family, I think, sold all their ranch to the city of Addison.
2: Okay, yeah, he's, you see that a lot in Prosper, yep. Salina, where farmers are becoming billionaires.
1: Yes. Now he's, I don't want to get into his situation, I don't know that, but he went to A&M to study this and got a job with Cargill, and Cargill is still family-owned. OK, it is not publicly traded as far as I understand. It is a family owned business with over one hundred and seventy thousand employees. Worldwide. Oh, wow. OK, so these people revenue, we're talking one hundred and twenty billion a year revenue. He basically said there is not anything that happens in the United States related to the food industry that Cargill doesn't touch in one way or another. And actually today or yesterday on Mother's Day after doing that cooking for us, which was incredible. He flew out. And By the way, he obviously knew how to do some steaks. They were spectacular. Mm-hmm. But he flew out because he had something he had to do in California. But he has clients that are all food industry people. And actually, he's got, I believe he said, 22 clients that are billionaires. Because that business, I want you to think about mm. this. Every day in America, there's a billion meals prepared
0: every day. Yeah. Have you ever thought? set to think about how you feed the world i i don't even really like to think about how i get my food anymore it is
1: a mind f of the highest order but when you sent that story i was sitting here thinking about my buddy ian he's one of a hundred dudes in the united states that are bovine nutritionist and they're trying to raise help people raise cattle in the healthiest and most uh, productive ways possible ah. and so that is how he, that is what he studied and dude they they pay great money these companies to, you know, to these farmers or ranchers, or whatever, to do studies to make sure they're raising it the right these, way, and all these this
0: stuff. meat judges are being recruited. Yes, exactly. exactly. to make sure that the quality standards are absolutely yeah, exactly. Okay. In it. fact, I got a I got a quote right here from this article that I wanted to read to you guys. Okay, they said this meat judging is college football in a cooler, a world built around high school recruiting, top notch facilities, competition for scholarships, rivalries. Texas Tech was getting into it with the University of Houston. <laughs> And also pro scouts, scouts that go to these 4-H and these events throughout high school and things like that. Now, one example that they have, they said, well, you don't know, these people aren't household names, but um, talking about 80% of these meat judges going to get huge jobs. Uh, one example that Mike had in the article is a guy named Rody Hawkins. He was a former meat judge at the University of Tennessee. He was a coach at Kentucky. He's the guy who co-invented Lunchables. Oh, and also, wow. Rea- what a hero. And, Get him on the show. And also relaunched the Slim Jim. <laughs> oh, this is Randy Savage. It says for the last decade, though, pro scouts have had their eye on Texas Tech. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> Basically, they've become the Alabama football of the meat judging world. <laughs> they reset the standards of collegiate meat judging excellence. <laughs> they've captured seven of the last 11 national championships. They won 19 out of 21 contests from 2015 to 2017. Basically, in the article, it's compared to John Wooden's UCLA Bruins, Mm -hmm. or the Miami Dolphins of 1972. Good God,
2: that's crazy. Okay, so I do, I do like in terms of a steak. I would much rather go to a butcher shop for super high quality. Me too. I like going to local yokel and stuff like. And there's a bunch of different ones. There's been some that have advertised with us in Plano and. They're all over the place. There's some really good ones. Yeah. When I was growing up, my we lived off of we lived over by Garland and Richardson, and there was a, a butcher shop. My mom would go buy steaks and stuff from a butcher, mm-hmm. and then that just kind of went away. Right, but it's it's resurged in, in in some areas, like and then Walmart and Costco and 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 Sam's and mm-hmm. places like that used to have a really bad reputation for not having great meat. But then they realized that through doing these surveys, and so they made it a huge priority. And now, like, you'll hear people brag about steaks they get at Costco or Sam's or Walmart. And they're right. They're much better than they used to be. But I still can't figure out that line. Like, if if I could afford it, every steak I'd get would be from one of those nice butchers. Right. But, it's you know, it's I kind of got to go special occasions because they can get pricey, especially if you're making a lot of them. But, man, maybe it's mental, but it just seems like the quality difference is massive.
1: No, I, I'm with you, Ben. I think the quality is much better. And you know what else I would say about, and maybe it has to do with my age, but I really think that it's worth going by those places because, quite frankly, I think in general we should be eating less red meat. I'm not a person that hey, get rid of it forever. I don't believe in that. But I think in moderation it would probably help. And so if you ate less red meat, but when you ate it, you ate really good, Steaks and mm-hmm. stuff
2: like that. To me, that's the way to go about it. Yeah. So, is your friend is he excited about getting off the meat beat or is I he? I think so. Is, <laughs> I think he's he
0: that guy. I don't have to freelance and do meat stories anymore.
2: He's the guy that's he's in that cooler for eight hours, but he's got like a notepad <laughs> and a pen, he's <laughs> shivering, getting kind of readers writing because
0: thirty six degrees in here all uh, day long. That's a great story, though, man. I had no idea that existed. I, I didn't neither. either. And I, I mean, I knew just from people tagging us in tweets because of that drop. And then it led to that, and that story happened. I was like, wow. So, uh, yeah, there it is. Why Texas Tech dominates judging your meat. Wow. That's my two cent. On fantastic the NCAA. stuff.
2: Yep, there it is. A little college sports talk for you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds.